0: episode 34 of Chirpin dmv our first week doing two episodes a week uh we just talked to you on tuesday so if you're back with us welcome uh it's local hockey centered episode we got an interview this week we would like kp mentioned on tuesday we went down the purple puck over break um talked to john cotton the tournament director there for about 20 to 30 minutes and had a good talk
1: with him so kp what's going on man uh not much yeah as you're mentioning purple puck uh, gotta say john cotton that is a great tournament you put on every year he's uh, a legend great memories kids have and uh, how fun was that tournament I've just seen it on social media I know we got up there the one day with the kids just running around with their boys well
0: we got there and it was the same feeling when good we ad- were there good but
1: atmosphere. I had a great time passing out the
0: shirts that yeah. was pretty cool and seeing all the kids we got a shit ton of followers and engagement just from doing that, which helped a lot. We got to talk to uh, St. John's. Their coach was a good guy. I think uh, Greg. Greg's awesome. Yeah. yeah, we talked to a lot of local coaches. We got an interview with Flip that we'll put out in the next coming weeks. So uh, any plans for the weekend here as we get everybody ready for some Friday night and weekend hockey in the uh, DMV? Nah. Just going to have to try to check out some local hockey, baby. AB, AB, what's happening? Uh,
2: not much, man. Um, yeah, I mean, we got my sister's uh birthday dinner coming up here on uh, f- uh tomorrow night, so yeah.
0: Amanda or Kaylee?
2: Uh, Amanda. Oh, congrats.
0: Her and the child. Yeah. Um, good stuff. So, uh, we'll just do it every episode. So let's do a little bit of scoreboard roundup for some local hockey. So let's get into it.
2: And we're off. The Black Bears go up against the Northeast Generals as they've been woken up from hibernation. Don't poke the Scooger bear or it'll bite you in the ass. Bears stay hungry as they defeat the Northeast General
0: Washingtons four to one. For a weekend sweep, you can get on time, go to the general and say something. Huh? Wait a minute. This isn't an insurance ad, but the Gens would take out a policy for first place in the standings as they went north with the vengeance as they skipped Jack the Bruins and withstood the Cherokee onslaught en route to a weekend sweep. Hey, so uh,
2: who would win in a fight, a Mustang or a Cougar? What if you threw them both on ice? We found out that Stevenson Mustangs would beat all nine lives of that jungle cat in this scenario. Steven beats them nine to three. Ah, the color purple.
0: Power, royalty, and pucks. The St. John's cadets were passing out purple nurples all holiday break long in the District of Champions as they rolled to a 5-0 tournament record in Purple Puck Championship as the rest of the competition was left empty-handed with nothing but some bruised nipples. <laughs> Marriott's Ridge
2: faced the uh, Wolves here. It cost them a fiver. They had a Tenner. Oh. Noah's Ark. Ekman puts up four points, and the Mustangs had four different multi-goal scorers. as they, Hey-oh. as the Wolves go howling for some help. Marriage Ch- Rids wins ten to two. Owen
0: oh, Philip Rivers Morgan would lead the Chargers assault as he would pick off the back of the net three times and route to a dominating win over Yorktown. Chantilly is undefeated and oh so chilly alone this winter at the top of the standings. Uh, Oh, dude, that went, um, uh, so scoreboard roundup for local hockey. Pretty good. That that was supposed to be ESPN multiple times, but I forgot to click it on the phone, so we went to CBS College Football. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) mid-St. John's rip, we went to, CBS like I said, CBS College Football. So um, (laughs) I guess let's get into the rest of this episode here. So for the first time, ever <laughs> chirping DMV we do our college power rankings but we've got our, our high school top 10 um i think this will get some
1: people buzzing um so kp why don't you start us off with the honorable mention teams all right yeah i uh, got some three honorable mention teams here so boys uh these teams here got to get playing to jump up in the scoreboard i mean actually in the top 10 but here we go we got Glenn elg in the mshl at 9 1 and 1 Broad Run in the NVSHL, who's undefeated at six and zero, and Saint Albans of the MAPHL at four seven and three. So three teams that might uh, get bumped up soon here.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Um, so number 10, first first up in the tri DMV top ten, TC Williams six and zero, the lone CSHL team in the power rankings. It's uh, the undefeated Titans. Um. Same high school as. Coach Boone. Coach Boone, baby, leading the TC Titans to a 6 0 record. Come on, Sunshine, Bert here. yeah. Here we go. They haven't let up more than two goals in a game this year, have only let in eight total. All while scoring 54 goals of their own for a plus 46 goal differential.
2: I mean that's because of that Gary Bertier defense, baby. Sunshine, baby. Uh huh. All right, at number nine we got Winston Churchill at eight and four. So the defending MSHL champs at number nine, undefeated in MSHL league play at eight and zero, leading the Montgomery Conference. Only losses were to ranked MAPHL teams, so no shame in those losses at all. I mean you're playing private schools there. Yeah, it, it
1: is what it schools. is. Pretty yeah. tough. Uh-huh. Uh, speaking of private schools, at number eight we have Mount St. Joe's at six four and two. The Gales off to a solid start this season. The MAPHL three two and one in league games with a massive win over Dematha and Gonzaga. That's huge. Um, yeah, pretty big there. We'll see uh, next week how they fare. Having played, uh, they got to play Spalding and St. John's back to back nights. That's two tough matchups. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that'll be a tough one. Number seven, Marriotts Ridge eight zero oh, and one. The Mustangs highest ranked prep team in the inaugural chirping DMV high school rankings. Like we just mentioned, 8-0 in one start. Uh, their only tie was to that Glenelg Ting in the automobile mention. Um, and they also have a win over number 8-ranked Mount St. Joe's earlier this season. Uh, at number 6, we got to Matha. They're sitting at 10-7-2 on the year
2: right now. Despite dropping a few questionable games, the Stacks suffered some injury, uh, some injuries earlier in the year that held them back a little bit. Nonetheless, they've, they're a very deep team. I mean, it's DeMatha. They always bring kids out there. I mean, there's always a solid squad. It's always going to be a good program. Uh, so they're 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 looking to make a serious push here. NASCAR uh, boy Casey Thrush, yeah, from, from
1: exactly. friend of the program,
2: DeMatha legend. Uh,
1: KP top five. Let's get into it. All right, at number five we have Landon sitting at four zero oh, zero oh, undefeated. This Landon squad uh, kicking off the rankings in the top five at four and zero, oh, and they have a wide open MAPHL league. Uh, I mean, they haven't played many games, but uh, they want to prove themselves as the top dog in the DMV. They got a ton of AAA and high-end talent there, so good mix of young guns. Yeah. We'll see what they can do. Yeah, four no as you mentioned. I believe only one of those was a league game, so the latter half of their season
0: is just ten league games. Oh, which, yeah. Do you like the that? Proof. I mean, Some would crucial you, games? But I mean, the the way high school works, your kind of, your season is pretty much split. Um, I mean, you start, obviously, at the end of October for prep at least, so you pretty much have all of November, all of December, and then it's just all of January, and then you start playoffs and like, the second or third week of February. Do you like
1: backloading the schedule like that? I, I mean, d- I'd rather play a lot of games with the boys, get some chemistry going, yeah. uh, get the lines gelling. Yeah. I, I mean, granted,
0: a lot of these leagues, like the IAC, has a contest limit. They can't play so many games, but I would still want to split up, I feel like, my league schedule. I mean, Probably I think they have the seven. Way. I want to say they have, like, seven league games alone in January, which... I don't know. When I was scheduling, I was I like to break it up. I don't know when I'm. I'm kind of with Kyle on this. I, I I like to you know
2: feel out the season a little
0: bit yeah. before we get into the, oh, the sure. real meaningful games. For sure. But yeah, I, I, I always scheduled plenty of exhibition games. I think I I would the past three years I like coach I would always play at least three non-league games before my first league game. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't know if I like seeing league game, league game, league game, league game, league game, two games a week in all of January. But Nonetheless, number 4, Bishop O'Connell flips squad. They're 10-6-1. Um, good start to the season. They showed out a purple puck. They beat Gonzaga, did beat Delaware Prep, but lost to a very good Loyola Academy team that went to the championship and lost to St. John's in the shootout that won the championship. Uh, 14 AAA players across the board. ton of young talent, including that surging uh, Kareem El-Bashir. And obviously the studs expected leading the way with Gibbons and Voris. Voris, I believe he five goals in that St. John's purple puck game.
2: I mean that's that's a ridiculous outing Pretty right there. Good, yeah, five man.
0: goals. Jeez.
2: Yep. Uh, number three, we got Gonzaga at uh, seven-two and three. The three-time defending champs are starting at number three as the Eagles are off to a solid start uh, with wins including the throttling of Dematha seven to one. Yeah. They beat Georgetown Prep four to two in a non-league game and tied St. John's on the road in late December. Not to mention they have arguably the best player in the DMV in uh, Farrell Din. Uh, he's got five goals, five assists, ten points, and uh, three league games. Yeah, he's the one who had the
1: hattie in the uh, championship last year. JP, yeah. number two, top two. At number two, we have Georgetown Prep sitting at 5-2-0. and oh. Georgetown Prep is number two in the rankings coming off a IAC championship last season, but a full blown first loss in the playoffs of the MAPHL last season, which seems to be fuel for the fire as they are off to a hot start at five and two, three and one in league play. Some massive wins. Uh, they had the league league game on the road against O'Connell in a non league game this week. Uh, against St. John's. It's yeah, so there.
0: Beat, beat O'Connell on the road earlier in the season and then uh, beat St. John's uh, just last week in an exhibition game. So number one, the obvious choice here, St. John's. Holy shit, they look good. Um, 19 games played, 16 wins. Undefeated Purple Puck Championship. They beat the Hunt School, St. Joe's Prep, O'Connell, Loyola Academy. I mean, Kyle, we watched the Hunt School play in that one game, and they were good. Yeah, they, they definitely uh, beat some they good teams good. up there. And they beat that Hunt School like 8-1. to one. Yeah. Um, league wise, they're 4 0. Wins over Georgetown Prep in there. Um, and they boast kind of an insanely talented lineup, top to bottom. Ton of AAA talent. USHL draft picks. League leader in points, uh, the man himself, Quinn Kennedy. They got Horacek back there. Patrick Chapman uh, leading the way. So there it is. Um, first high school
1: top 10 for Chirping Uh What are the thoughts? Let's see how much it changes. I mean, uh, see if somebody can knock off St. John's. They're pretty. That's a tough it's, team there. You're I just mean, talking 19 about 19 games and 16. We got wins. to see them
2: play against. Uh, it feels like it feels like there's a lot of parity in this league. It feels like anyone can win it this year. I
0: yeah, mean, St. John's, for sure. I mean, you look at their record at 16-2 and one, but I mean, O'Connell takes them to a shootout. They tie Gonzaga a couple months ago at home, a home game for them with a rock and barn. Didn't they? Who they lose to? They lost two. Uh, like I want to Mount say like the H- Hill School or something. Uh, no, they lost like a, uh, a school from a prep school from Ohio. Uh, okay. That was pretty good. Okay. And they obviously have one other loss in there. But um, so let's uh, break down the high school first. So we'll do this weekly. We'll kind of obviously you guys voted for more than one episode a week. So we'll put a little more. Um, breakdowns and a little more talk in uh, to both of these episodes so instead of one two hour long episode you'll be getting two. I guess like an hour and a half long episodes maybe hour long episodes so we'll recap the week in the CSHL no games last week uh, nothing to recap tomorrow night first Friday night ice of the season uh, coming out of the break they haven't played yet so KP take us through the standings and stats coming into tomorrow's slate of games.
1: Alright let's start with the north here at uh, Washington Liberty leading the way at 6-1 12 points but one less game played than the undefeated T.C. Williams. Tied right there the at first. So, ranked, uh, the number 10 ranked T.C. Williams uh, Pretty baby. good. Uh, yeah. Two top teams there. Uh, in the south, we got Lake Brodick in the standings alone with 12 points with a also 6-1 record, followed by West Springfield and Colgan at 8 points. So a little bit of a four-point cushion there uh, at 4-2 with a records of 4-2. I'm sorry. So a little tighter in the race of the North Conference. than the North Conference, uh, slate-wise, it's uh, T.C. Williams, I'm sorry, stat wise, it's uh, TC Williams, Jason Townstead leading the way with uh, 14 tucks and also 14 apples. So 28 points, pretty good on yeah, it's the season. uh that's,
0: that's a little consistent. You got 14 goals, 14 apples, and you're leading yeah, the way for your squad. I was going
2: to say, love love having a, a leader on the team that not is just ripping goals or has one assist. He can do it for both sure. ways.
0: And uh, in high school hockey, it's so make or break if you have a. Go to goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Like, it's tough to have a deep team, but if you can have a top-end talent kid, and that will produce 14 assists, just yep. as many as he has goals, exactly. and you're off to a good start. Um, KP, who's the um, – let's shout-out the penalty leader in each yeah, of these leagues. The coach is probably
1: not going to like it, but we're going to do it. It's a Lake Braddock's own Ryan Powell with 34 penalty minutes, so shout tighten it up there, buddy. Shout tighten it up. And what are they, 6-1? and one, So shout-out – or 6 and one so seven games, 34 penalty minutes? Yeah, got to make a playoff run, bud. Stay out <laughs> of the box. I mean, <laughs> she's out there beating the wheels off, kids. Um – Uh, Let's uh, jump back. Yeah, Lake Braddock's uh, Riley Birch has the most wins in net with four. Um, Also, most saves with 154. Uh, Four goalies are tied with one shutout each, so uh, pick it up there, goaltenders. Uh, In the lowest goals against average with a minimum of three games (laughs) played is uh, both Lucas Hernandez Uh what? Just, no, just, mean, roasting just roasting the goalies here, bud. Just It's like, hey, none to. of you have so shutouts. What the hell's wrong with all of you? Yeah, no, you got to get more than one, bud. Yeah, true, uh, true. I mean, even Brian couldn't shut out Thomas Stone. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that is shout true. Shout out Brian <laughs> <laughs> Uh So we got Lucas Hernandez and Hayden Murchasing. Uh, yeah, let's go with both that. Both from T.C. Williams, both uh, with a 1.33 goals against average and a solid 1-2 punch and net for them. So maybe that's why they're playing so yeah, hot. so we
0: don't know much about them. So should we start a Holpe Samsonoff debate? with these two kids? Uh, maybe. You might have to, dude. I have to break them down I a mean, little bit I mean, they're both in a 1-3-3 JAA, so A.B., take us through tomorrow night's well, Friday. Well, let's go back to that. Who's got the better playoff experience there? Do we know yet? I don't know. <laughs> check into <laughs> that we advanced stats. Start getting advanced stats on the case so we can start breaking down high school goalies, <laughs> pitting them exactly. against each other. All
2: right. Uh, the preview for Friday night. Uh, we got seven games tomorrow night to kick off the New Year and playoff push in the C- CSHL. Uh, T.C. Williams is looking to stay undefeated against a 2-3-1 Woodbridge team at Prince William. Washington Liberty will be looking to stay atop the North against a winless Center Fairfax, Centerville Fairfax team at the St. James. Um, South leader Lake Braddock also dropping the puck at the St. James versus another winless team in South County. Uh, probably the closest matchup of the night, maybe the game of the night in the CSHL. It's uh, 4-2 and Colgan versus 3-2-1 Forest Park. Only a point separates these two, so a win by Forest Park would help them jump Colgan in yep. the standings yep, right here. Um, so that'd be huge for them. They're
0: pretty active on the Twitter and whatnot. They got some cool. They got a cool shark logo. Yep, not a big deal.
2: Um, and other games around the league are Bishop Ireton versus uh, West. Potomac and West Springfield versus Robinson so uh, yeah that Forest Park uh, Colgan game is probably your matchup of the week there Uh, just to see who jumps up in the standings who gets a little point separation there
0: yeah Bishop Byrton out of the WCAC should potentially look into making a move to the MAPHL here soon Um, that's it for the CSHL Northern Virginia League Uh, six games uh, last Friday night, the website has not accounted for any of them yet. So, the only one we know of is Chantilly beating Yorktown 5-2. to They stay undefeated. They move to 6-0. Thank you to Twitter. Um, we'll update you on how that plays out with the, how those games were and update standing stats. But KP going into tomorrow night's games, who is leading the way in the NVSHL?
1: All right. So, we got four divisions in the NVSHL. So, we'll run through them in all the standings with the Norris. Well, let's go. Chantilly leads that six zero and 0 with a 5-point lead over Yorktown. Next, we'll have Broad Run, who's also undefeated at 6-0-0. They lead the Smythe division with Blair Woods, Briar three points, Woods. or yeah, Briar, Briar Woods. Woods, I'm sorry, with three points behind and a game in hand. Yeah, so we'll, they'll have to win the next yeah, that's one. that's how That'll a lot of this stuff
0: is. A lot of these teams have games in hands of each other, and it's just,
1: okay, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you got to wait till the end of the, like end of said, the season. Like we said, if
0: you blackload your schedule and you might be in first place, but the other team behind you has four less games played.
1: Well, yeah. I guess we'll see. Well, let's jump to the Patrick with another team with six wins. Uh, Battlefield sitting at 6-0-1, and it looks like they should win that uh, rather easy one, building the lead there. Uh, and lastly, it's defending champs Langley leading the Adam Division 3-1-1. and Yeah, Patrick Division,
0: Battlefield. We had um, the kid on, the senior on earlier in the season during our high school breakdown, and he said they were hoping to have a good year in their 6-0-1 and in complete control of that division. So stats-wise, let's
1: see how we're looking. Yeah, from Chantilly, we got Owen Morgan leading in goals uh, with 19 goals with 24 points. While Matt, uh, you're going to have to help me with that last let's, name there. Let's
0: go. Let's take a shot in our dark. G- Goudas? G- 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 let's just call him Goudis.
1: Well, he leads Matt the league Goudis. with 11 assists. So, uh, good out. shout out to him, Matty Boy. Uh, Goudas, baby. <laughs> over to the goalies now. Langley's Dylan Tally leads with a 1.5 goals against average with a minimum of three games played and also leads away with two shutouts. All right, so there's your
0: shutouts, there's more all than one, out baby. of Virginia, Northern Virginia League. So, A.B.,
1: what are we looking at tomorrow
2: night? We got nine games tomorrow night in the NVSHL. Chantilly looks to stay undefeated as they take on Flint Hill at 940. Broad run in the same situation, looking to stay unbeaten as they travel to take on a 3-2 and two Stonebridge team at Ashburn. <laughs> Langley will be hosting Riverside, looking for a win to pull away in that Adams division. McLean travels to Oakton, and Madison travels to Potomac Falls.
0: There it is, NVSHL. So, kicking into our third high school league, Maryland's Classic Hockey League some Maryland Public School. <clears throat> First Friday of the new decade, there in the MSHL. Couple teams did come out of the holiday break sleeping at the wheel, it seems, because there was a couple blowouts. Um, like Abe mentioned, Marriotts Ridge—they're ranked in the top ten, baby. Uh, they beat the Wolves ten to two. Game that saw seven different Mustangs get two plus points. Um, we'll stay in the Howard Conference. Glenelg throttled Mount Hebron twelve to two. Moco, Churchill, uh, led by five-point knights from both Margul and Brodsky. Uh, that propelled the Bulldogs to a 10-3 win over Walt Whitman. Uh, Bethesda, Chevy Chase, they would take down Richard Montgomery 6-2. They're kind of staying in the hunt there behind Churchill and Wooten on uh, that Montgomery conference. Still kind of need every point they can get because that same night, Wooten, they get their fourth straight win. They beat Damascus 6-4, five-goal, third period. Yeah. 6 4 win, 5 goal third period. Billingsley and right Strauss tucking two each. Let's take a North Washington County, 3 1 over Frederick County. Urbana and Carroll County skating to a 2 2 tie. Eastern Shore, Kent Island, Boathouse, Bayhouse having drinks. We like the jetty, but we'll kick it that way. We'll do. We'll um, do South the River with a 6 2 win over Falston. Easton takes down Delaney, 7 2. And lastly, as we mentioned, Kent Island put up seven, so. Post game at the Jetty, seven three win over the Saints. Meet so, us there. We'll be there. Meet us there. KP <laughs> updated standings and scoring leaders in the MSHL.
1: Um, it's a lot, so let's get through it. All right, in the Eastern Conference, we got South River at seven one and one and. 15 points on the season, trailed closely by an undefeated Easton, who is and 7-0. Uh, two games less played than uh, South River and Saverna Park, who's tied in second with 14 points and one last one less game played than South River. South, so, South pretty, River. pretty tight matchup yeah, there. Yeah, South
0: River kind of making a comeback. I remember when we first started, they were kind of a dominant team. They had won a state championship or two. Easton always there. Um <laughs> In terms of us, to hell with them. <laughs> in terms of our rivalry with Easton that we had over the years. But yeah, yeah. South River, good to see them on the up and up. And um, looks like the Eastern. The South River
2: went through a lull for a little bit there, but wow, then they, I yeah. guess it looks like they picked it up. Mm-hmm.
0: They had C Money Sumter in that back in the day when we yeah. were there. Who else they did they have? Good, Dan Hall on the squads. team. and Mike Gibbs. Yeah, a couple other guys. So, KP,
1: Howard Conference. um, Uh, How about a team that's been on top of the Howard Conference, I feel like, since we've been playing? Glenn Elg. still beat us in the state semis. Yep, they're at 6-0-1 and and 13 points, as expected. Only two points behind, um, and a game less played than Marriott's Ridge. We're expecting these two to yet again go down to the wire to the final standings and more than likely add a... Is that a Serio Cup Yeah, so that's, chan- the, that's the name of their, their conference, conference championship. There so for.
0: the Chesapeake Cup. There's the Serio Cup. Yeah, Glenelg 6-0-1, 13 points. They have that one tie against Marriage Ridge, but as we that's mentioned, Marriage Ridge, uh, a rivalry. game less played.
1: They're pretty close to each other, so that's a little yeah. northern Huntingtown matchup. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: so Washington County's going to go up um, to the Frederick Boys in the Manakase Valley.
1: Yep, the uh, Monaga Valley has a 5-point lead Washington in the county or I'm sorry, Washington County lead has a Valley. Yeah, I there. there. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Washington County has a 5-point lead in the Makani Valley conference with 18 points as they are 9 and 2 on the year. Urbana will be looking to change that narrative with three games in hand of Washington County and only 5 points behind. So they'll need a win in these next three games. that really make it interesting. Yeah, kind of Urbana well, wall. was a team we played. Did we ever play them up yeah. in
0: yeah. Uh, the Frederick Tournament? Yeah. Yeah, they always had a, a good Frederick Frederick team tournament. from Frederick Freeze Kids, there. stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. They got a lot of that going on up there. Yeah, we played them a couple of is, times Is it there. Okay, is it tougher for Kyle to say Monacase Valley or Capo Caco? Ooh, I don't know. Try it out. Both of them suck. <laughs>
1: uh, so let's jump to Montgomery County with Winston Churchill leads the yeah, way. They're undefeated. Kind of. They've won all eight games, but they're struggle- there's a struggling... Surging. Wo- oh, I'm sorry. There's a surging Wooten team who's only two points behind, and they're now four, four, four straight wins, and they're looking to stay hot in the new year and down the stretch to the playoffs. Montgomery's second... Conference leader with uh that sits with eleven points is five one and one as Rockville holds a top spot in the northwest high, only one point behind. Mm-hmm. Now the last up we got our conference, the Southern Conference here. Yeah where Huntingtown has complete control. Breaking Nothing new there. No Nothing one. new. Yeah. Uh, coming out of the New year, 6-0 and undefeated. They have, uh, they hold the head-to-head over second place Northern who's three points behind after a loss to H-Town and a tie to Charles County. KAB, break sounds us like, down. Sounds tomorrow. like that Southern Conference
2: just hasn't
0: changed at all, huh? No, it's just Huntingtown Northern. I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, true. dude, is Thomas Stone going to make a surge? And Who the fuck knows? I don't know. <laughs> <mean. laughs> I don't think Leonardtown's won a game yet either, and they were always kind of decent. I was, uh, it was La Plata that we would struggle with a little bit, for us. Yeah, we would struggle with La Plata every now and then for some reason. No, I think they're mixed up as one of the uh, mosh pit teams. Uh, Friday night ice tomorrow night, popping off as
2: usual. Yep, here we go. We got sixteen games, uh, popping off around the D.M.V. tomorrow night. So we'll take a look at some of the biggest ones, and we've actually got some big time games coming out of the gate here in 2020 mm-hmm. with some big one uh, one versus two conference matchups. Uh, Easton can take first place in the Eastern Conference if they beat Broadneck. Puck drops at four o'clock over on the Eastern Shore for that one. Possibly the game of the night in the MSHL. It's Glen Elk versus Marriotts Ridge in Laurel. Winner of the winner of this takes sole possession of uh, first in the
0: Howard Conference. So that's kind of right out the gate. You get two one two matchups. Yep. Which um, is and we were just talking blowing loads about Glenelg and Marriott's Ridge being top team, so we'll see what happens there, especially since that first one was a tie.
2: Yep, both have uh, real shots at the uh, state championship. Mm -hmm. Neither team has lost a league game this year and uh, skated to a 2-2 tie back on November 4th, so this one we can imagine will be a bit jumping.
0: Oh, I like it when it's jumping. Oh,
2: yeah. In the Southern Conference, it's the last place Leonardtown team taking their shot at the Kings. As they've got a tall order versus the Huntington. Eight
0: town beat down. That's at uh, the clubhouse in uh, Waldorf. Give me Huntington by 16 plus. Is that uh, rude? What's,
2: what's, the, the, uh, what's the spread there?
0: 13 and a half. Puck line's 13 and a uh-huh, half? I think so. Oh, jeez. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Do okay. we start that? Do we start... Put your, start puck lines on, puck lines on, high, on high school, school games hockey.
2: could be interesting dude I might start a
0: book <laughs> <laughs> next thing awesome. fucking five years down the line is arrested for rigging high school games uh,
3: <laughs> right. gosh here
2: um, we go Northern right, yeah right around the same time Northern will be on the road at Bowie versus the Copperheads from uh, Central Maryland as Northern will need a big road win to stay uh, close to Huntingtown in that race uh, arguably the game of the night, also in the MSHL, is the surging Wooten Squad as they, not struggling, not struggling, not,
0: not far from struggling,
2: uh, Wooten Squad as they host conference leader and defending state champs Winston Churchill in uh, a late ten p.m. ten p.m. puck drop at Cabin John. Jesus, that would suck.
0: Ten p.m. Yeah, fuck. I'd be pissed. I'd yeah. be like, Coach, Dude, you know, there's a party yeah, at like eleven. Right? At this dude's house whose parents aren't home? What? <laughs> like, like, what, what I'm not was showing the up at game? 1 a.m. What was the latest game for us? The eight latest game eight eight. you could play at, no, the latest game you could play at Huntingtown or in Clubhouse, started at 6.45. So it was the we 5 didn't o'clock. Have any, I thought we had an 8 o'clock game, a couple 8 o'clock games. Maybe in playoffs, but the, the two main slots at Capital Clubhouse are 5, five and 6.45. Six 5 yeah. and 6.45, yeah. yeah so, the, I mean, you're <laughs> out of there by like 8.30. That's crazy. 10 p.m.? Are you kidding me? Yeah, fuck that, dude. I just went to school all day. <laughs>
2: Um, With a win, Wooten can tie Churchill at the top of the conference at uh, 16 points apiece. That's a tough order to ask for, though. Winston Churchill, you know how they are. Yep, yep. They've been dominating this league for years. Yeah, kind of
0: excited to see – I mean, we got like a month left, but uh, it'll be pretty exciting when we do start doing – once playoff brackets come out for all these leagues and we can start doing a little bit of predictions, kind of fill out some brackets. Um, Last, but certainly not least, the Mid-Atlantic Prep Hockey League. Um, Nothing going on last week in the double-A. So this being the first week of the MAPHL being back, there's nothing to recap league-wise. We already broke down the purple puck kind of, like we mentioned. St. John's was there. Spalding was there. O'Connell was there. Who am I missing, Kyle?
1: The Hun School. The Hun School. I'm talking
0: <laughs> MAPHL teams. It was uh, O'Connell and St. John's in the one division. It was Spalding and... Gonzaga. 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 Yeah, what the fuck? is third tournament. Yeah, what Gonzaga's am I thinking? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we had a little bit of a brawl in that
1: tournament between St. John's and Spalding. And Spalding. apparently Spalding's yeah. second brawl Check the year out like Chirp and DMV Instagram. We got the video up there. We got the video up that. Yeah. Just
0: take it, it how it you may. Somebody replied and said the one kid on Spalding needs to be in a bar slugging Miller lights somewhere. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'll um, I'll hang out with that kid. Yeah, let us know. (laughs) Um, Calvert Hall, they played some puck over the holidays. Could Crusader Classic, University of Rhode Island. They beat Rogers High 5'4. 4. 6 2 win over Portsmouth High, and they went to the championship. They took on the Hamden Dragons, where they won an OT 4 to 3. So, you know, hopefully that gives Calvert Hall boys a little bit of juice, uh, and then come back home, start fucking buzzing a bit, and getting that playoff pitcher. Um, so, KP, updated standing, scoring leaders, take us through what's
1: happening in the. The MAPHL, no surprise, as number one in the Chirp and DMV power rankings for local hockey, high school local hockey, I'm sorry, St. John's, they're at uh, the top, still undefeated in the MAPHL, followed by Mount St. Joe's second, Georgetown Prep third, and Flip, and the Ocano Knights fourth. Uh, the three-time defending champs, Gonzaga, round out at five. So there's your top five yep. in the MAPHL.
0: So, I mean, that's uh, per usual based on what the website says, because Flip himself told us in the interview, I was like, hey, so you're two and one He's like, no, they have not updated yet, but we lost to the Matha. Um, but that's the parody too, um, or I should say the difference in games played, because like you said, you have a Landon team that's one and with one game played, but Mount St. Joe's, yeah, they're in second, but they've played six league games already. Six of their ten. Um, so, KP... Um, take us through some individual scoring leaders. Do you want me to help
1: you try to pronounce these names? Because they're a little. <laughs> I think I got them. St. Uh, right. John's Dimitri K. Brayu Cab- leads the league. K. Cabreyu, K. There we yeah, go. Let's go with that. He leads the league with uh, seven goals, uh, tied with O'Connell's Jackson. <laughs> Bar Barbie. Yeah, Jackson Barbary, uh, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. St. John's uh, Quinn Kennedy is also leading the way with 8 assists and 12 points. We also show some love to the league leader in penalty minutes yes, again. let's do it. Coach Flip, sorry about it, yeah. but it's your boy. George Ignorov, baby, 29. 29 penalty minutes. Load uh, it
0: up, baby, load it up.
1: So he might be on the Georgie, bench a little. Um, I might change it around. these stats, take me through them. Uh, yeah, Georgetown preps, uh, Elon Musk. Grandston sits tied with Firth with St. John's Trevor Ziffer with three wins apiece uh, for attendee leads. Mount St. Joe's Jake Williams leads with 126 saves already this season. Kind of surprising. Uh, I think Spalding's goalie's pretty hot. Where's he at, man? Uh,
0: Berkey, he's very good. He's I, 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 would, I would go on a limb and say he's by far the best goalie in the league, but, I mean, that's a struggling Spalding team who's, I think, winless in league play. So you can be as good as you want, I think. They single handedly, they had a good team last year, but they rode him to that MAPHL championship game versus Gonzaga. Um, but there's only so much you can do. You hey, know? Good, good goaltenders
2: can uh, carry teams through the playoffs.
0: It is, they, that they can. Uh, here we go for the
2: preview for uh, this Friday night three big ones tomorrow night, so we'll break those down for you. First one is 4 p.m. puck drop at St. as uh, St. Albans and Georgetown Prep go head-to-head here. Prep got off to a 3-0 start before dropping one to St. John's before going into the holiday break. They took on DeMatha last night. Couldn't tell you how that went since we record on Mondays, but... Yeah, we're gonna... That's gonna happen throughout the season, but it is what it is. Yep. Uh, we'll see if Georgetown Prep can stay at the top of the standings with a tough two-game week versus two solid teams here. St. Albans, on the other hand, they had a non-leaguer First Ireton Tuesday this week, so we'll assume that got through. They they got through that game with no issues, uh, looking for that first league win as they've tied both Mount St. Joe's, Spaulding. Yeah,
0: some of those you kind of got to imagine yeah. that. T- some teams will roll. Yep. Uh,
2: Spaulding and O'Connell and uh, lost to St. John's. Big game for both squads, as we mentioned. Uh, Prep has eyes on a top three spot for the playoffs, and uh, St. Albans looking to get that first win. Uh, the monkey off their back there. Yeah,
0: they just keep tying. <laughs> yep. I mean, just, what are you going to do? Yep. So uh, They've tied some big ones. I mean, they tied O'Connell on the road. Uh, but, yeah, just can't find the way to get the wins. Yeah, uh, so second game
2: of the night will be Calvert Hall hosting uh, Bullis in Baltimore. Pucks had to drop at 7 p.m. there. This is an interesting one because Calvert currently sits in a playoff spot due to playing a few more games than the other teams. We know there are 11 teams here, but only eight. Make uh, the playoffs. So a win here puts them in a favorable spot with having got a few on the upper tier teams out of the way. Especially if they can stay hot after that tournament over the break. They may be looking for a uh, backdoor spot into that playoffs.
0: Yeah, sneak up on in there. Backdoor it. Uh, um, knock your way in yep that's a uh, backdoor cover baby uh,
2: third and final game it's a damn good one here for DuPont as uh, Gonzaga hosts Landon at 8pm Gonzaga with only three league games under their belt before the holiday they have a gauntlet of a January to get through with yep. five league games I mean, and the same goes for Landon as they only played one league game before the break and uh, we look down the pipe at a
0: uh, seven game January yeah, so there it is them and Gonzaga both will have a tough stretch but I mean I guess hey if you get through January and win six of seven, five of seven, you kind of build that confidence right before playoffs start. Yeah, you're so, feeling
2: good, you're rolling. You know? So uh, yeah, confidence is key, especially coming into the playoffs. Yep. Um, they, Brandon. Yep, they played Spalding last night. Now look for a massive win on the road against the defending champs. Either way this one goes, the win is a big one for either team to carry some momentum into January, which makes yep. or breaks there the it season. Is. I
0: mean, you could your season can go down a drain. In a flash, pretty much with high school hockey, it seems like you drop a couple. So, high school done. Um, So, with that being said, let's kick it over to our interview with uh, John Cotton at the Purple Fog, me and KP. All right, guys, so we're here. in D.C., Fort DuPont Ice Arena, Purple Puck Tournament, Mr. Cotton, what's going on, man? Hey, man,
3: what's going yeah, on? Man? Good to
0: see you. How are things? How's the uh, How's the tournament going so far? We're here, uh, first day of the prep division, game one, game two, and uh, but you've had two days of varsity division. How's
3: that going? Oh, man, the prep division got off to a great start. We had one of the fastest goals in the Purple Puck history at the start of the prep division. Uh, Connor scored six seconds into the game. Two oh, seconds quicker so, than
0: I scored back yeah. in the day. Nice. You
3: know I mean? yeah, we got you and Kyle here. Hey, yeah, uh, it's me and KP
0: here, a couple um, Purple Puck alums. So we'll start at the very beginning. I mean, this is the 27th Purple right. Puck tournament. When did, which, 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 what, what was the first one that you got involved in and uh, got started with? The first one I got
3: involved in was around 2008. I've been a uh, director since about 2008. Uh, we got it turned around a little bit. Uh, brought some teams, build it up, uh, got some good teams coming around. And uh, let us say, right, yeah, around 2008, we wanted to revamp the tournament a little bit, making them a little bit more national tournament. So we started bringing some teams from out of town and plus give it a little bit more local flavor and spread the basis a little bit. For sure, yeah,
0: 2008.
3: Right, and right. So we played that, and
0: then the second year, it was prep and varsity. It was the first year we
3: introduced the varsity division. So what made you think to, you want to do that? To well, yeah, um, well, first year I did it, uh, actually the, the number one team from Gonzaga had stopped playing in the purple puck, and it became more of a local tournament. Right. But I did want to bring it back to the, where the prep division, where the number one team right. was playing in the tournament. So, we had to go find some more teams, and that way we. I remember you guys playing with Huntingtown and yep. everything else. And uh, yeah. what we did was say we'll invite some local teams to come on in, and they were pretty good at that time. So, you all came in.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I said, the first year we did it was us and a bunch of prep schools. What, what did we go, one and two? One and uh, two? Couldn't really I think we got, we got killed by a prep school from Canada. I remember yeah. that? That's when the Canadian team used to come down. I oh, yeah. What I
3: think. Um, I think garden valley yeah that, that sounds, was our first our, that was yeah. our first uh canadian team that played in the tournament right because uh what happened i was just of course looking for teams to come play and uh i just put out a thing on american hockey tournament next thing you know team from garden valley called right yeah um, remember
1: Loyola academy yeah, yeah Loyola, Loyola academy uh-huh yeah
3: and uh it was so it so happened that the year that you all moved up to the prep division, it kind of got all these powerhouse teams decide to come. Yeah, I mean, get good.
0: we wanted to, but we didn't pay it in the year. Right. After that was our first year at varsity. Won in that year. All yep. The worst part about that, you remember, so I don't know if it's you or the PA guy gives each team their own, like, goal song. Right. And since we were Huntingtown, ours was the damn Rocky Like a Hurricane. Right. I remember one game we beat... I want to say it was like Saverna Park. I want to We played Saverna Park in that
3: tournament. Right. I got
0: flipped over that bench. I got hit by some big oh, yeah, yeah. to the bench but we hit yeah. like 8-1. And right. for eight goals, it was just rocky like a hurricane, nonstop, right. and we were like, all right, that's getting kind of annoying here. Yeah. And then yeah. I graduated, then your next year was same thing. We went back to back. Yeah, we won that back second year. varsity championships, and then you kicked us back up to prep. Right when my brother came
1: in and they got killed. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but having but the, having that announcer is pretty cool. Being a player in the tournament, yeah. hearing your name get right. called. I mean, that's something players like to have, and something good to have.
3: Oh yeah, it was just a great local tournament that we allowed to have. I just wanted to give the kids something to do over the Christmas holidays that can have a. Um, Lifetime worth of memories, like you said, you exactly. you guys, was, yeah. maybe 10, 11 years out, still talk about it like uh-huh. it was yesterday. Uh-huh.
0: Right. Exactly, and then, I mean, you talk about that, you're in, this is what, the 11th tournament you've done now, this? Right, yeah. And just talk about how far it's grown, I mean, we're in the two divisions now, <coughs> I mean, you have consistent teams coming from out of state with loyal academy and st joe's and the Hun school and yeah those are damn good teams that are winning pennsylvania state championships and new jersey prep state championships and
3: i mean you think about it the tournament has grown enormously since i've taken over from being just a local tournament Uh to two years ago at our 25th anniversary the prep division had Ten teams in the prep division, and eight teams went on to become state champions. Right, I remember that. And I don't think me. that you have a high school tournament in the country that has eight state champions, champions in one eight tournament. Eight different
0: state championships. Yeah, are coming it's here, starting and to playing. become a
3: tournament. You gotta right. play. Well, and you want to be in.
0: It's it's kind of a kickstart to your season. I mean, you come here and you're playing nine. If you're one of the ten teams, you're playing nine of the best prep schools in the country. Right. That's gonna get you to kick the gears in motion and have a good rest of
3: the season and one thing that I what I one thing that I learned is that most of the teams who play in this tournament when they go back to their league play they normally plan a little bit stronger and they always had their legs back because most yeah. of the kids been off for maybe a week and a half, right. or Every, two. Well, so they're
0: sitting for like two or three weeks, but you go to Christmas break and then you're here the day after Christmas, right. and you're playing.
3: Right, and so for, right now, just keep your legs going. You play yeah. a couple of these, give you a little yeah. break. You still get a break in between there. You exactly. get a couple, just enough time off, keep so you don't have to flowing. come back and get together. Because uh, I will say this: like um, the years Huntington. Played in the Purple Puck. They went on and did very well in the MSHL. Uh The
0: year we won here, we lost in state semifinals. Right. And then the year after that, I think you guys did the same thing. Right. And Right. And then the year after that, Huntingtown, when they played in the prep division here, lost all three games, but they went on and lost in the state championship yeah, in the definitely MSHL.
1: Confidence builder and team chemistry over the holidays. I mean, with your buddies hanging out. Oh, yeah. Definitely building, and it's definitely a great thing to do.
3: Yeah, and that's because um, I've seen some amazing, you know, I've seen some teams, Langley, Langley uh-huh. from the NBA yeah. jail. They they came and played last year, and then right on and won the state championship. Yeah, as you say,
1: champs play yeah. here. Who yeah, won, yeah,
0: Who won it here last year? Who won the prep division last year? Uh,
3: the Hunt School out Hunt of New school. Jersey. That's
0: right. And because they was, beat uh, O'Connell, from, if I'm um,
2: mistaken,
1: they, did they?
0: I said, did O'Connell maybe her up? So, but I mean, I mean, they're, then again though, Hunt School, they're about to take.
3: The right. Right. No, I think they actually. Maybe. I was trying to see who they beat. I think they actually beat Gonzaga. I gotta look When's at that. When's the last time
0: Gonzaga won a purple puck?
3: Oh, man. I was just looking at that today. It was it like 2013. It was the wow. last time they won a purple puck? Yeah, park? That's yeah, yeah.
0: You got to figure something out here because you need some
3: type of help. I know you need home to. Home got
0: to win at least once every. Yeah, we can get like, Huntington, come on back. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And three years, only only if we can play. Yeah. They're gonna need that yeah. type of help. But, We're doing um, alumni purple. Hockey. But I mean, yeah. sure, they're still winning three state cha- state championships. So. But well, I mean, So the the cool thing about this tournament is, I always like, is it's just two 25 minute halves. Right. That's something that you started, or was it already set up like that when you took over? Well, it was
3: kind of already set up like that. When um, I took over, we didn't too much change the rule books uh, with that. So it was, you know, when you play a tournament, of course it's not a one-and-done tournament, so you play for points. And so by doing the two halves, you can get the points because it's two points for each half and two points for the game. So you can get up to six. So you get up to six points. So every game is a six-point scramble. So the best thing to do is keep playing. So keep the level of competition up. So, you can actually play your way back in. Right. Getting something out the game. Like the game today between O'Connell and Gonzaga. Well, that's in Gonzaga in the second half. So, they half. won the second half. Exactly. Right. So, you almost. 3
0: won first half, but I remember us doing that, being like, all right, we may be up 3 to 1 in the first half, but we got to win a second half. It's pretty much 0-0. Like, we're on pace to get those two points for the win, but you yeah. want to get all six. You get but all. you'll be
3: you'll be amazed how much those extra period points help yeah, as the like, tournament yeah, goes it. on. And keep everybody right into the tournament, cause, cause right into the pool play. Well, right, think, right. The if the Gonzaga playoffs. didn't pick up
1: those points at the end there, they'd be sitting with zero. Oh, yeah. I, it's, I, it's definitely helping looking out.
0: Looking at Twitter yesterday, it was, I think, one of the last games. One of the last games was to make – the championship for V2, and it was O'Connell right. versus St. Joe's, maybe. Right. And it came down to like one point each, and St. Joe's edged out O'Connell by a point. Yeah, it was head to head, and they split a period or won a period right, or something.
3: Right, right. So it came down to that. So it was actually a three way tie going into the final game between uh, Loyola Academy, right. their maroon <laughs> team was here from Illinois, and uh, St. Joe's Prep. and yes. St. Joe's Prep's always. And and uh, actually. Right and it came down to that one game, the points matter.
0: Right. Well, it's Balding yeah. too. With, they played in the Pro Puck last oh, right. year, state championship. Uh, yeah. Lost yeah, Chicago, yeah so. they won the
3: MIAA championship. Just, yeah, MIA
0: champs yeah. just uh, yeah. counted up. Um, so, what all – I mean, we know there's a lot going on. So, just talk about – we have a little bit, I mean, just from the growth of from when you took over it to now, like we said, it's kind of like a – Pretty much a nationwide tournament now. It's one of the right. top prep tournaments that you think right. of right. in the country. Um, just to talk about how much work went into getting it to that level. Man. So obviously it's not easy running a tournament and getting into that no variety. Nah,
3: it, it became more almost like, like you say, got to have a business-like mentality now right. that you bring in teams from out of town. So now it's about getting hotel rooms together. So you do
0: all, do you play in all their hotels, you do everything for them? Well, or? we don't, but we set up
3: contracts. Gotcha. Gotcha. The teams gotcha. To stay gotcha. in the hotels Locked that's local, room. block off rooms, yeah. things of that nature. You're getting the ice time for officials. Of course, with the better teams, you try to get the better officials at the game. Right, right. You know, setting up rink, ice time with the rink, getting the trainers here. Because we had training staff available at every game that we play. Right, right. So it becomes more of a, uh, thing, and then now you're looking at state rules, right? because I don't want a team to come here and not be in compliance with their state rules, right. so it's teams yeah, that, the state rules, federation rules, USA hockey rules, right, teams right, sanctioning so, games, because sometimes we have some federation teams playing, and some teams, USA hockey teams, yeah. so we want to make so sure no, like, that the game sanctions to be played. Well, Most,
0: All the prep schools are federation,
3: and, but a lot of them will
0: sign up as USA Hockey anyway just because they play so many games.
3: Right. Risk. Right. So they got sanctioning forms that you have for those games. So I used to get the uh, tournament sanctioned by USA Hockey and the National High School Federation. Right. Uh, so that, you work through those kinks, trying to get that, you know, get those things together. So...
0: And I like how it's set up, too. It's, especially in the prep division, it's two divisions. It's white, it's purple. But I like how you break it up where it's two local teams per division, so you're not, like, right. You're not, your division's not St. John's, O'Connell, Gonzaga, and, like, the Huntsville. So it's like, yeah, we're at Purple Pump. We're playing the same damn team. and play like, all year. Right. So that's good how it broken up. So I guess what kind of want to talk about, too, is we know the rink here is getting an expansion. Right. They're building a second sheet of ice. They're remodeling everything. Kind of what are the... What do you think the future plans are for the purple puck as the ring continues to grow how will the tournament grow
3: well the future plan for the purple puck is that again uh we'll expand the varsity division a little bit better we'll bring that up to maybe 18 varsity division we'll uh maybe keep the prep division at eight teams we keep that going and then maybe uh Expanding to the girls, yeah couple we're And have a girls couple teams. of girl teams, and have them coming from around the country, because actually this area is a pretty good hotbed for female hockey it is. players, You've got a lot of, good a lot girls of them' teams right, teams. so they got a lot of good ones around here, so uh we can bring in a couple of teams and they can start with the girls division. A couple of years ago, we did have a directors cup where I would take the four top girls team in the area. And they'll play a small mini-tournament mini right. doing the Purple Pup. Nice. So we did that for about two years. Yeah, that's
0: always interesting, too, just mixing in. Because this year it was, what, the USA Warriors exhibition? Right, Yeah, just right. mixing in a cool type of game. I think you guys are doing the alumni game during this. Yeah. You're letting Gonzaga JV play a couple of games. Just kind of break up the the back-to-back-to-back-to-back back, 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 just prep games and varsity games.
3: Right. Well, the one thing I wanted to do with the tournament is kind of uh, – you know, we all, you know, you all hockey players, and uh-huh. we've been to tournaments a lot of times. You end up going to a drabby rink and play a game, and then go to a drabby hotel and wait till tomorrow. Right. I kind of wanted to make the uh, Purple Puck an enjoyable tournament. Experience. Some of the things that I wanted to, like you say, not just a hockey tournament, hang
0: around the rink and- but
3: an experience. Hey. So we uh, actually put a charitable arm to the tournament where we donated to the Global Scholars Foundation the statesman academy like you say to the usa warriors right, right. and do things of that nature and then we do a couple of exhibition games where we had uh just introduced the sport to the communities around the community and things of sure. that nature so we did a great job of doing that and expanding that tournament yeah,
0: getting the community involved especially where Fort dupont is located and how much the rink plays a part in the community but yeah right. i can imagine that nice two sheets of ice here and then you just got two games going on all day and the place is just packed with a ton of people
3: right it'd be really good stuff right and it'd be good to um, it'd be good like you say when you expand the tournament I would love to see more MSHL and NBSHL teams playing this tournament so we can get even if it becomes a third division where we can get a third division going and uh, just make it so everybody can play some hockey over the Christmas holiday
0: Right. right. Yeah.
3: Right. Yeah. Right. You right. And, and that's what we said. We had
0: teams. You got out of state public school teams, and it's just a whole big right awesome ass tournament, which is right people from all around the country. And
3: and that's what it is because we've been getting a few inquiries now from um out of state public schools. Okay. That okay. want to come in. Yeah. I and gonna, I kind of yeah, remind yeah. them to the pop. I am mean, referring to the varsity division. Right. So yeah. uh, with the expansion of the rink, we'll be able to do that. For sure. So everybody get the experience of playing and somebody that they're not come used to playing. Knowing
0: they're going to play public school teams right. and not right.
3: maybe get mixed in with some preps teams. Right.
1: You know what I mean? Right. Now, do you ever have to like, turn teams away? Like, How, do, how is that working oh, yeah. when the tournament's
3: coming up? Are teams reaching out to you? or? Well, There's a little bit of both. We, right. we play a game where uh, we get a lot of inquiries about playing. Um, I do do a lot of homework. Yeah, because when I get inquiry want, from a team, I, I kind of go guy, look at their team you record. Don't want
0: bad teams coming,
3: right? right? You know. Well, what I want is, I want everybody who walked through the door to have a chance to actually have a chance to win the tournament.
1: Have competitive games.
3: Right. Yeah. So, what I do is I kind of do my homework on them a little bit. I say, let me check you out, and then I recommend what division that they could play in and could compete in. Some of them might be uh, That's probably not the tournament for you. Right.
0: Because you'd rather have a dead-even, per se, tournament over just filling it with a ton of teams, that, and then it's just so lopsided. You're like, all right, these three, three teams are definitely going to win. These three teams are definitely
3: not going to win a game.
1: Well, any competitive tournament, I mean, that, that's where you want to be. That's where coaches look to take their kids and stuff like that. So that's right. This has always been.
3: Yeah, and the thing about it is because that's double-edged, too. I mean, it's already the Christmas holidays. Right. You know, nobody don't want to come to the, a tournament where they getting beat nine to one, yeah, 10 to one. holidays doing that. And nobody don't want to go to a tournament where they beating everybody nine to one or, yeah, or it, ten it to one still too, too. Because it takes away time. Yeah. So if the game's not competitive, you lose the better teams and you lose the worst teams. So my goal is to keep the teams competitive, keep the competition level competitive.
0: six at some... one Once this place has two rings, we might have six public school state championships from somewhere and prep school state championships. Oh, yeah. And then is straight up the Champions Cup. <laughs> you can oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. December, if you want to win a state championship and play against champions from all
3: around the country. Yeah, so we had some great inquiries about teams that comes into play from all over the country. Right. Uh Out in California, the Did Anaheim Ducks have a league. And so... They haven't inquired about coming to next right. year's tournament, so that'll be great. That'll be our first team from the right. state of California. That'd be awesome.
0: But then again, too, we all—I mean, I think your goal is to keep it as school-related tournament.
3: Oh yeah. Um, so well, no, they we high tra- schools.
0: Did do, do do like travel teams reach out, but you tell them it's only high schools or.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, we don't we don't do the uh, we don't do the travel teams too much because most of the travel teams USA Hockey. And then, like you say, with a lot of private schools, they high school federation. Right. So we try to keep it as normal as possible. So when we sanction the games, it'll be a little bit cleaner. Right. Versus that.
1: For
0: sure. Well, you got any more questions?
1: Um, What's your favorite memory over the years? I mean, you've been around this rink almost every tournament since 2008. You've got to have seen some cool hockey.
3: Man. I guess... uh, a lot of a lot of things happen around here. Uh,
0: I mean, I gotta say, probably just putting on a successful tournament every year just yeah. gotta feel pretty damn good. Yeah, that's one of the good things. That when I, it's all said and done, and the kids enjoy it.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, every year at the end, you know, Jared with the music. Yeah, he's come great. over there, and uh-huh. we come around. At the end of the year we we count the games and the number of hours we've been at the ring. Right, you kinda sit back and
0: just kinda breathe a sigh of relief and look back. And then you know,
3: my favorite memories from the tournament is just the different people I met over the years. Just coming from you from different places and how people walk in the door, the first day they be stone faced. (laughs) And by the time they leave everybody smiling and and coming over there, introducing yourself and you know congratulating you on a great tournament so those are the type yeah. of um so that's got, that's memories that take away that's
0: got to be pretty good just feeling the all right we put on a successful tournament again nothing went wrong
3: and i will say this though one of the great things about this tournament is that like you said i can remember you two as players yeah exactly and you coming it's, in you played in this tournament nine years later and so now, now year later, y'all got a podcast and uh-huh. me being able to help yeah, in your we're development as a player first. Yeah, because the connection with Huntington yeah. came with Marquis playing with and we Bowie, with and then Bowie. we talked to you know got that going, and now to be able to help you in your development. Yeah, so I
0: think that's how we got here. The first year it was we that was this, we were I was playing with Marquis that same year, and uh, I, he knew we had a pretty good high school team, <clears throat> Yeah. and I was like, I mean, if your dad needs teams, and he was like, Hey, come on over.
3: Yeah. And so now to be able to help in your development, right? uh-huh. you know, he as podcasts and things like that, and as a dog, so that's kind of gratifying uh, to me, you know, yeah, to see yeah, that coming full circle, right? Right, way, to see that man, same
0: exact rink, just winning the championship on that bench right there that right. we're overlooking, and it's
3: also let me know I've been around too long, right?
0: <laughs> 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 especially hey, my, you're running, especially the in tournaments. 20 years from now, my kids are playing on this damn Hey, party. man. are sitting in the box over there, just like, what's up, Billman? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, man. There, there you go. There
3: thing. you go, man. But, man, there's a thing. great thing y'all doing at Chirping DMV yeah, right here, stuff. man. Um,
0: Marquise is doing a lot out. with us. He's helping yeah, us out with it. And yeah. It's, it's, I'm, good stuff. I, it's, it's I definitely
3: it's, listen to the podcast perfect. a lot, man, and you, you know go. if there's anything I could it. do. yeah,
0: We keep it loose. We keep it fun, but we give people... Talk about local hockey. Promote the thing.
3: Yeah, and y'all sponsoring the, sponsor the first style yeah, of the t-shirts, game. T-shirts,
0: T-shirts, gonna be a yearly thing. Now we're getting T-shirts to the player of the game. There you go.
3: The, the yep. tournament get evolving colored, even more. You know,
0: color chirping DMV shirts. Now
3: y'all part of the great purple puck history because y'all became the first sponsors. First sponsors <laughs> of <Yeah>. purple puck. <laughs> there tournament. you go. There you go. And first there you go. There you go. Chirping DMV, right? If we would have known back then, we could have just worn chirping DMV jerseys. There you go. We put that to. The champs play here, chirping yeah, DB. Yeah, champs <laughs> play here. We to have to add it to the. The sp- champs podcast here. <laughs> the champs podcast. here. have to add that
0: to the. Slogan. We'll add that. There in. There you go.
3: Down. There you go. There it man. is, Mr.
0: Cotton. Thanks for your time, man. It's always a pleasure right, to see you. All right, man. Anything I can do
3: for y'all? Please let me know, man. Appreciate it. There you it. go, man. Have a happy holiday.
0: All right. Thanks again to John Cotton coming on. He's a uh, He's a goddamn trip, man. We it was so funny. I was sitting there talking to him. I mean, even afterwards, once we turned the mics off and you really let loose a little bit. KP, that was um, that was good stuff hanging out with him. Yeah, um, fun to sponsor. What the he's done for
1: local hockey. I yep. mean, that <laughs> holiday tournament over the weekend—you never really had that local. Like I think uh, we talked about Spalding or one of the uh, not Spalding Um, some team went away this weekend to another tournament. I mean, you don't Coward want Hall, yeah, yeah, you don't want local teams going out. So John's really taking that, turn this tournament around, and making teams want to play in this tournament. The only great is that goddamn tournament. Um, God, what do you call them? The booklet they give you. The program?
0: Yeah, the tournament program. They start the varsity division for public schools championships at, like, 2011, which is the the year after we go back-to-back. And it's like, dude, if we're going to come back and sponsor, you better put us in the program, (laughs) for Christ's sake. So let's get to some college hockey. Um, only one team was in action last, or since we last recorded, and it caused a slight shift in the power rankings. So we'll kick it off with the power rankings. We'll run through it. So number ten, Navy D1, still sitting at tenth, ten five zero and three. They won't be back in action um, for a good couple weeks still. So AB number nine. Uh, we got Virginia. Wahoo Hockey will be back in action for the first time of the new year
2: with a Wahoo. one game w- weekend as they'll be in Lynchburg hosting West Virginia University. You're on my mind.
1: Going Mountaineers. Sorry. At number eight, we have Christopher Newport. Uh, nothing going on there, so they'll be staying at eight. Uh, number seven, Turkey the Virginia Tech, the Hokies back in full swing this weekend.
0: They have back to back home games Friday night, West Virginia. Will Greer, Javon Carter, TJ Oshie, you name it, they're all on that team. It's going to be a tough one for Virginia Tech. Uh, Saturday, they're hosting UNC. They'll start the second half of the season with some momentum. Uh, they they played 19 games in the, before the break. They won 12 of them, so you never know. And they just dropped those sick black third jerseys. That's true. So, number six. New jerseys can, uh, you know, reignite a team. Just saying. Very well. Nine, eight, seven, six. six. I think I screwed this one up, but it's yeah. George Mason. What?
2: What? Where are you at? Number oh, okay. six, George Mason. Oh, okay. Number six is George Mason. Uh, here's one of the changes we have in the rankings. This I didn't screw it's, up to the, yeah, yeah, so I, the I, rankings. I got you. I got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Uh, George Mason dropping out of the top five to number six. They haven't played, so don't have anything this weekend. Number five team is pretty hot right now, so they deserve to jump. KP,
1: tell us why George Mason dropped to six and who's in the top five. Yeah, speaking of a team that deserves a jump, let's talk about the NCAA Stevenson D3 Mustangs, Sheesh. who are currently 10-1. and one They're hot. On a Eight game, win, 8 game winning streak uh, last Saturday beat the wheels off Chatham 9-3 behind a Luke Bennett's hat trick and a Chris Lee 3 point night. They've got two home games coming up this weekend versus uh, Green Zezo and Sonny Brockport. Yeah, you know, so uh, another Sonny, two big games. I
0: believe they just put up a thing um, let's see, Stevenson I, I want to say, I, don't quote me on this, but they just got ranked like number 10 in D3 hockey. Not um, bad. Number 4 no games last weekend. The GW Colonials, uh, but, I mean, they're staying at 4. 12-2 record coming into the new year. AB, number 3. Number 3, Liberty D1. The D1 Flames, the same as most teams. are still on a break.
2: Won't be back in action until next weekend. They still sit at 18-3. and three.
1: KP, number 2. Uh, we got Catholic. Catholic sitting at 12 one O oh, and one uh, They're staring at number two and they'll get back on the ice in a few weeks, but nothing near recently. And then the number one, Liberty
0: D2 Flames, staying right there at the top of the power rankings. They'll be hitting the ice this weekend. Uh, Miami of Ohio showcase, they'll be taking on Grand Valley State, Davenport, and Lindenwood University. So we went through the recap of the only team that was in action um, in the scoreboard rundown and obviously just talked about them with Stevenson. So A.B. kind of preview us um, for the teams. Not inside the top 10 uh, coming up this weekend. Yep, uh, only three teams
2: outside of the top 10 are in action and, uh, this weekend for college hockey. Liberty Men's D3 will be traveling with the D2 team to the Miami of Ohio Showcase as they prepare for a three-game weekend versus Robert Morris, Miami of Ohio, and Schoolcraft. Second, it's Georgetown for a one-game roadie this weekend as they head to the shore to take on University of Delaware. And lastly, we've got NCAA Women's Hockey as the Stevenson girls look to get to 500 Sunday as they travel to take the Kings of PA. Stevenson ladies currently sit at 4-5-2 and two overall. You're out of here
0: KP yeah. KP's like going to take a piss um, so junior hockey news KP uh, you're gonna miss it here but so I kinda turned off the brain like we said over the past two or three weeks for um, in terms of hockey outside of watching some Caps games going to the purple puck but it's not breaking news but breaking news on the pod our boy Wilmer Skoog yeah, forgoes remainder of Forgoes his uh the rest of the season for the Black Bears heads to Boston University. Yeah, Go on. I mean, how to hear? Don't blame him. Yeah, exactly. I uh, mean, you, you can't, dude. I mean, he's he's yeah. going on to a a premier NCAA. division one program yeah yeah i mean 15 goals 18 assists over 24 games he played with the black bears KP, did you hear what we said yes, it did. skook is gone baby that's our boy we're gonna have to give him a call and make sure all is well make sure he's doing his homework and shit yeah. you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah sure sure yeah. keep an yeah. yeah we that's big for him and his career so uh yeah. congrats yeah. to him i was gonna say best of luck to
2: him out there i mean for sure. playing for boston university is probably a ton of pressure up there i mean that's Boston University. That's really the only sport that that school looks forward to. Yeah, uh, pretty much. It's gonna be awesome for him to play in the um, the, the Beanpot tournament. Um, so yeah, he's he's got a lot to look forward to here. He's it's got to get great career ahead that's of for him. Sure.
0: So let's talk about the Black Bears last weekend. Um, a little more than a weekend recap here, since we haven't had an episode in a while. Um, they kind of, we talked about it previously beforehand. Um, how they needed to kind of string some wins together because it seemed like every weekend series they were splitting games. Uh, But they have started to fucking roll a bit. I mean, the boys fed off that three-game series sweep in Maine in early December. Following that, they would get Wilkes-Barre, Scranton Knights, both games, second straight sweep, five-game winning streak. First game back of the new year, um, another win. So... They come out of that holiday this past weekend. The boys get her going, winning game one of the series uh, against the Northeast Generals, score four to one. Uh, they honored a friend of the program, Tammy Lynch, and that player's against hate cause uh, also puts the Black Bears on a six game winning streak. Game two, however, Saturday, I believe it was, drop it in overtime, four to three. Nonetheless, three out of a possible four points on the weekend for the boys. Uh, the Black Bears, the Scookless Black Bears now. So, A.B., tell us, kind of break down what we got coming up for the Black Bears this weekend.
2: All right, so the Black Bears face the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Knights who sit neck and neck with each other in the standings. Uh, the Black Bears are 16, 13, and 5 with 37 points, while the Knights are 16, 14, and 3 with 35 the points. Scranton yeah. uh. the, Strang- <laughs> the Scranton Stranglers. Yeah, the Scranton Stranglers. The Bears have a plus 11 goal differential on the season while the Knights have a minus 11 goal differential on the season. So, even though they're neck and neck in the standings... Can you name that charger on the computer? um, The goal differential, I, I think, says it all. I think it says that the Black Bears are in every single game that they play and... Wilkes, it depends on uh, what Knights team shows up. I think uh, I like the Black yeah. Bears this weekend.
0: Because what was it, the series before they won that three-game heater in Maine, uh, they played Johnstown, I think it was, and yeah. they, they were up 4-2 to two and then lost an OT 5-4, and then I think they were down 4-2 to two and then came lost an OT 5-4 again. I thought they came back in no, one. No, I think they lost both of those by the same score in OT, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that was way early December, but it's good to see them stringing some stuff together. I mean, uh, they're starting to climb. Which is good, uh, KP. How are the Black Bears looking in the standings? Kind of who's hot for the team, who's not, and kind of take us sure through
1: that. Uh, they're still sitting at third in the East, thirty-seven points. Uh, got a got a ways to climb there, but uh, they're looking hot. Uh, I was going to talk a little about a little bit about our boy Skoog. He uh, is eighteenth in the league, with thirty-three points. But uh, I can't mean, they're, they're going to the have to find the now. Yeah, they're yeah, going to have to find some scoring somewhere else, and uh, uh, someone's got to step up for them. But let's talk about somebody that can do that. And uh, Gonna butcher this name, but Hampus Ride, Rodquist, Rod Chris, uh, ten points in the last five games, so uh, staying hot, and uh, could definitely fill that that role that uh, they're gonna m- be missing was good. Yeah, boy,
0: William. So let's kick it over to the USPHL. I'll start with Richmond here. Um, Elite division, both teams um, down at the Winter Show, or I should say up at the Winter Showcase in New England. Four games played, three games won. Kicked off Friday night with two barn burners, uh, both by the score of 2-1. They dropped the first of the four to Eels, bounced back, beat the Northern Cyclones. Uh, Cooper Neal gets the first, Declan Murphy with the second, and a game winner in the third. Uh, Tending Nick Bernstein stops 23-24. at They go on to win their last two games of that tournament. Um, beating the Rockets 5-0, and they beat, who else did they beat? They beat the Blades Um, 4-3. 6-3, sorry. Uh, Two insurance goals late in that game, got them a 6-3 victory. So a 3-1 weekend for the Elite Squad, switching to Premier, like we mentioned in the rundown. um, They kind of break out the brooms. They roll to a weekend sweep. Uh, Four goals in each game, good for 16 goals Four. Only led up to, uh, they beat the Pittsburgh Vengeance four to one. Junior Blades four to nothing behind a Ryan Kinnan thirty save shutout. Four different goal scores in that game. Daugherty, Sfoda, Fleet, Massey, all tickling a little twine. Back-to-back shutouts for Richmond as they turn around on Saturday. Beat the Skipjacks 4-0 this time. Charles Olivier LePage. Olivier LePage, Olivier LePage. Uh, With the shutout, he stops all 25 face. Yet again, another game. Four different goal scorers for four different goals for the Gens there. Um, So it's kind of good to see contributions all over that lineup. Lastly, they finish off the undefeated weekend 4-1 over the Toledo Cherokee. And you guessed it, four goals four different goal scores. Getting goal scores from everywhere. I mean, that's yeah. that's depth. I mean, they scored four goals in every game, but the last three games, it was four goals by four different dudes. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. that's just I depth. Mean,
1: four, four goals is solid numbers putting up. You only put one, two, three, fours, I feel like you're, you're going to win the game. You got a good shot.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not like three goals by this guy, one by this
1: guy, or two, and one Spreading and one. It out. So,
0: Burke, Wood, Fleet, and Kiss get the goals on that, so that'll wrap up the weekend for the Jens. Roll Jens, A-B. Um, Hampton Whalers. Take All us right. to it. Um, so we'll
2: start off with the elite squad. Um, Hampton Whalers went 2-2 two and two this weekend as they beat the Atlanta Mad Hatters 1-0 and the Florida Junior Blades 3-0. Um, they fell to the Junior Bruins 4-3 and to Springfield Picks 6-2. Their record is 19-9-4 with 42 points on the season. They are currently in fourth in the Southeast Division. Uh, the premier team. They went four and zero this weekend. Nice little nice, sweep.
0: Nice Sweepy uh,
2: sweep. They beat the Connecticut Nighthawks ten nothing. Um, the Minnesota Moose five to one. South Shore Kings two nothing in Connecticut Junior Rangers three to two. They sit at twenty three seven and two on the season with forty eight points, third in the division, but only one point back uh, from the top two teams uh, with Charlotte, uh, the Charlotte Russian Richmond Generals, and. I believe the Richmond Generals have two games at hand. So uh, they're right in it for that lead uh, in that division.
0: Uh, KP, Lastly,
1: Potomac Patriots. Yeah, we'll go ahead and start with the Elite Division. Your old um, squad? Yes, sir. They went 2-2 two and two on the weekend. They were also up at the USPHL Winter Showcase, I guess, with the rest of these teams. I uh, want to give a shout-out to this Elite team who's been struggling lately. They took down number 5 Springfield picks in 4-3 oh, to yeah. three overtime fashion. Uh, Fisher Hall with a game-winning goal and 3 assists. Huge game. Uh, this team's been struggling a lot if you've been following them, so this is a big win. Maybe to build some confidence. Uh, went... 2-2 two two on the weekend, so uh, maybe they can get something rolling there. Uh, let's yep. jump to the Premier team. Uh, they went 4-0 in their first game against uh, the Junior Islanders, following that up with a 6-1 win against the Rochester Vipers. Uh, and then they finally uh, go down 2-1 in the third game, but bounce back with a 5-1 win against the metro jets
0: um so a quick look at the updated standings here kind of weekend preview premier division uh, southeast he's the generals in second followed by hampton roads they're 23-7-0-1 fifth place and last is potomac elite division southeast richmond in first they're 29 and four and then it kind of drops a bit hampton fourth potomac fifth uh potomac's in there at 8 25-0-1 but hampton up above in one spot but at 19-9-0-2 Richmond, they'll be hosting Carolina Junior Hurricanes at home, two game series, Whalers on the road versus Charlotte Rush. And lastly, the Pete Pats, they have themselves a bye week. And so lastly, in terms of junior teams, uh, AB, A B K P it's Team Maryland, it's the Eastern Hockey League. So A B, tell us how they did. Only one game last weekend for the Team Maryland squad
2: up in Philly. They took down the Little Flyers nine to six. Nice. Uh, should have said six to
0: nine. Little this... Flyers lost six to nine, suckers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the
2: second period alone had a combined nine goals Maryland was led by a five point night with four assists from Cody Rumsey uh, three point nights from both Jay DeRuder yep and uh, Tristan Tristan Mock yeah eight different goal scores for Team Maryland in this one
0: we go back to the whole death conversation I mean nine goals eight goal scores yeah
2: I mean I I gotta be honest when we were playing like in this level I guess not this level but high school hockey like if we won like 12 to 1 someone had like six goals
0: Oh yeah, I remember one time we beat it was that La Plata team we were talking about. It was I want to say it was like twelve to five or something. Look at the stat sheets and the line of me KP and Alex Kruppel had eighteen points combined. It's yeah, like awesome. I, mean, yeah. I had three goals and five assists. Yeah, that's that's what happened. Love it, uh, KP. Let's finish it up here. Uh, preview the weekend for the. Um, Team Maryland team,
1: and then we'll get to our teams of the week? Uh, yeah, a little bit this week, this weekend, and next Monday. Uh, the next three games, we'll talk about that. Uh, right back to the ice against the Little Flyers. This time it's at home tomorrow, so this will be Friday uh, at 11. Then it's Sunday up north against the East Coast Wizards. Uh, first game of the season versus the Wizards. And lastly, they'll play the Boston Junior Rangers on Monday. Uh, that'll be one uh, little tough one as Boston sits 24-4 and on the season, so... Uh, some strong games coming up yep so let's end it here team of the
0: week uh who wants to start a b kp me a b kp me All right. me uh-huh. richmond generals Premier uh-huh. team showcase sweep how are you four goals four goals four goals four goals four different goal scores only let in two keep the change richmond generals Premier team team of the week um you know what i'm gonna go with st john's with the purple puck
2: win Yep, purple puck champs. Purple puck champs. Uh, Five and zero record in the tournament. Yeah, I used to love playing in that tournament. It was really kind of our. I mean, I don't mean to like hype us up here, but it was really only our competition that our only competition of the year until the playoffs.
0: Not because we like to brag, but not to brag, but because of our coaches didn't schedule tough games. Uh, ours, my, our coach. Yours did. did. Yeah, I was Yours, gonna say ours. They didn't start scheduling tough games until my senior year, yeah. when we played Georgetown Prep and so, St. John's. And,
2: yeah, the purple puck tournament was always fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was, it's it's a great win, especially it's like the halfway point of the season, kinda for St. John's. It's they got Chilled a lot the of boys confidence. Boys on the holidays. Yep. So.
1: Um, so, yeah. St. John's, Richmond Generals, Premier, and KP. I'm gonna go with uh, Potomac Patriots Elite going oh. two and two on the weekend, beating a uh, top ranked number five team. So uh, that's pretty big there. Uh, good weekend for them. And that'll do it. Uh, reminder: Call us, leave us voicemails. We want to hear your opinions.
0: We want to hear your questions. We want to hear you talk shit to us, about us, about other teams, regardless of what you want to do. But until next week, uh, enjoy Friday Night Ice tomorrow. Enjoy the weekend slate of games and have a good weekend. Peace out, boys.